What is your favorite penguin? What's my favorite penguin? Yeah. Um, I like the penguin that we saw in the zoo show last week that was going waddle, 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 waddle. And what was your favorite lion? My favorite lion is the one at the Atlanta Zoo that we saw that was roaring so loud. And he had really big hair, a really big mane. How about, you know, letters? Are you asking what my favorite letter is? Yeah. My favorite letter is E for Ellie. What's your favorite letter? Um, F for fish. Okay. What's your least favorite letter? P for popcorn. P for, P for popcorn. You don't like that letter? Yeah. Do you have any more questions for me? Um, that's it. Okay. Yep. Thank you for joining. Elliot out. <laughs> this is your first episode of The Upside. Welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. Today is Thursday, December 14th. My name is Jeff Dollar. And today I am grateful for the ability to spontaneously work from home. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Chef worked from home yesterday and he decided to do a combo of things that need to get done and um, housework, like work, work and housework. Yeah. I had a bunch of afternoon calls and, but the house was just driving me nuts. It was just, it's, it's, was just a, an avalanche of micro anxieties. So I said, you know what? I can stay here. I can answer the emails that I need to answer in the morning. Mm-hmm. Stay here, take care of all this crap, and then take my calls in the afternoon from the house, which worked out really well, except the the um, crappy part of the micro-anxieties was they all appeared to be 15-minute projects that took an hour each. Oh, that's so a bummer. I, I did get a lot of stuff done. It just wasn't as much as I wanted to. Yeah. Well, hopefully you feel a little bit better. My name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful for the people that are good at what we are not good at and are letting us delegate to them. I have been, we've talked about this every day this week, I feel like, but you know, I've been in like not the best headspace. And one thing I did yesterday that really helped me was I had handfuls of meetings with people that are going to be taking over different parts of what Jeff and I do. Um, one for the baby, like, so we can take time off without impacting the company at all. But two, so we can focus on things that we're good at instead of things that we feel like have to get done. Which I think is a, it, it's a byproduct of what you're doing right now, right? Like that's the, because what we're doing, I think by si- assigning this stuff off, is we just kind of realized over the past week or two that... The baby could show up any day, mm-hmm. literally any day, mm-hmm. not scheduled to show up for another six weeks mm-hmm. or eight. Every time you say it, it gets shorter. Well, how long is it? Well, it should get shorter because it's getting closer. Um, I'll it's, be, what will I be, what am I today? Am I well, what's the, the, the baby's 30, due February 8th. February 6th. February 6th. Is my C-section, yeah. So that is less than eight. Seven. Is so it? The, yeah. Weird. Okay. So the baby could show up any day. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, obviously this if it shows up super early, yeah, we don't we don't have to talk about it to death. Everybody knows. But my point is 
we just realized that, and now we're lining all these people up to see why cover C O A's cover but, our our cover our booty butts, as Ellie calls it. <laughs> but I think the other part of that it was was it was time for you to move on from certain things that you've been doing. And it was time for me to get out of certain things that I've been doing so we can focus on growing our company. Um, like it's time. So it's, it's a good thing. The baby is good timing because it gave an, us an excuse to really yes. put things in motion instead of saying, well, because I think last year all year we're like, well, I'll, I'll delegate this by the end of the year. Well, guess what? It didn't happen. Right. But now that we have like a deadline, you know, this is why Jeff always tells people that want to start podcasts, Set a date, set a launch date first, because that forces you to get everything done, and it, yeah. it it makes you, you know, not have an excuse. It's also the same advice you gave to me when I was ready to leave my job in music, and I would say every day, "Gosh, I feel like I want to move on, but I'm too scared." But and finally, you said to me, "Callie, pick a date. Pick the date you're going to quit." And that I don't know what that will put in the universe, but something will happen, and you'll find another job. And well, I did. Because it's a because I think that human nature, the tendency of most people is to wait for the perfect time, no matter what it is, right? So if you are in a job, Kelly wasn't unhappy in her job. She just knew that she had the music job that you had. Mm-hmm. You just knew that you had gone as far as you could possibly go. Right. You weren't going to make a significant more amount of money. Right. You were just there. Mm-hmm. And you knew that. So, but I think you, I think the natural tendency for people is to, well, this is fine. It wasn't a bad job. Yeah, I it loved it. You, I loved you, where I worked. You were making okay money. You had an okay job. You we had an okay, per, everything was great. But I think the natural tendency of people is, well, I don't have to deal with that now, right? Mm-hmm. Everything's okay. Once you put a deadline on someone, with something, whether it's a good deadline, like, hey, I'm going to start my podcast this date, or, hey, I, this is my, la- I'm going to quit my, I'm going to give my notice on this date. All of a sudden now, your eyes are open to new job opportunities. Right. It randomly will come up <clears throat> in a conversation with a friend or, you know, it's like when you buy a car that you've never heard of and then all of a sudden you see it everywhere. It's kind of the same thing. I don't think it comes up random. I think it still comes up. But if you are passively looking for a new job, if you just say, oh, I want a new job, and somebody says, oh, my company is growing and they're hiring 10 people and blah, 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 Mm -hmm. and you don't have that date, you just kind of hear that and you go, oh, that's cool, maybe I'll apply there someday. Yeah. But if you know that on March 30th you're giving notice to your boss. Yeah. And they say, yeah, we're expanding. We're hiring a whole bunch of new people in first quarter. You're like, wait, what? That could be me. That timing works out. Tell yeah. me about these open positions. Yeah. It's weird how the world works. If you have littles around you, this is about to be a not kid-friendly conversation. So fast forward about five minutes and then join us back. But I wanted to share a story that happened to one of our friends because I don't know why I feel to compel compelled to share it, maybe because I was shocked by it, but it was like a whoa moment for me. What about you? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's worth sharing because it is a, it's a cautionary tale, something that every parent should be mindful of, mm-hmm. um, that I don't think 
anybody would would think of. No, I definitely would not have before she shared her story. Um, so one of our friends ha- is in a neighborhood where they do a holiday progressive dinner every year, which if you've never done that, it's kind of like every family or every house or whatever that wants to signs up for, you know, one would sign up for drinks, one would sign up for appetizers, and then you spend like an hour and a half at each house and it's like a progressive thing. So you would have, or not an hour and a half, maybe like an hour, 45 minutes. An hour and a half at each house. If you have five courses, you're out okay. So like thirty you just, minutes. You stop in to every. You, it's basically grown up trick or treating with hot food. Yes, um, which is really cool. And my friend's been doing it every year and and hosting. You know, one of the things. And this year, she signed up to also host people at her house. And you know, it's a family thing. Kids are there, whatever. And someone says to her, um, you know, in passing when they're past their house and at another house, oh, did you notice that so-and-so is here? And she's like, no, I no, I didn't know that. And then proceeds to find out that there was a child sex offender that lives in their neighborhood that was a part, uh, that came to the progressive dinner. And she was just totally thrown by the whole thing. One, she was thrown that no one let her know. Two, she was like, well, I feel like the worst mom ever because, you know, this person was in my house, like my kids were there. You know, it's just, it's. And just some some clarity, the person didn't sneak into the house or sneak no. join the dinner. The person lives, lives in, in the, the neighborhood. Na- lives in the neighborhood. And if I understand correctly, she knew that there was somebody with that criminal history in the neighborhood. Yes. But. Didn't know what he looked like. Mm-mm. Didn't even know his name, right? I think she knew his name, but she didn't know what, you know, what he looked like. So when he came to, like if he comes to our house for dinner or for this dinner thing and she welcomes him in because he's a neighbor, she probably just says to him like, hello, Jake, or whatever his name is. Like, hey, how's it going? And there were like 50 people in her house. So, so. she spends 15 seconds with him and says, grab a drink or a snack or whatever. Her- if she even talked to him at all. You know, it's like people, like 50 people walking in and out of your house, you're, you know, yeah, they're grabbing food or whatever. So, I mean, there was no incident, but she felt so really- So he was, he was allowed- He was legally allowed to be in her home. He didn't break any laws or his- probation or whatever right. his like court agreement is. He didn't break that. Um, but she felt an overwhelming sense of guilt. And, you know, she called like her law enforcement to see, you know, what her rights were, what his rights were. She said if she had known he was in the home, she would have asked him to leave. Which she, um, I'm guessing she legally could have. She could have. It's her home. Yeah. yeah. And it's not a public, it's like a, even though it's a neighborhood party, it's still in a private home, and as the owner of the private home, you can... Ask somebody to leave when yeah. you're ready for them to leave. And I just don't, like, I had never thought of that. And obviously, like, she hadn't, you know, thought of it either. She feels terrible. She's like, okay, now I know, and I feel, you know, it was a good time to talk to our kids about, you know, this. Because her kids, she said her, when she sat down to talk to her kids about it, because she wanted them to be aware and they're of the age where they need to know, yeah. you know, what's appropriate and, and what's not. And they said, well, he looks, he looks like a really nice guy. And she's like, most people do. Yeah. Most people do look nice. Um, and people that do bad things aren't always how you look. So you just need to be, you know, aware of it. But man, that just really... 
scared me. So Callie and I found out this story, and then we spent the next hour looking at different, because if you Google sex offenders in zip code, and you put your zip code in, your county or state or Mm -hmm. whatever agency registers them will pop up a map. Yeah, and I almost feel weird about, like, part of me is like, oh, well, you know, if if this were this if the situation happened at our house, you know, would I I think I would feel innately guilty for asking someone to leave, but the bottom line is you make a decision in your every decision you make comes with consequences and the consequence of that choice is you don't get to be in my house or around my children. Yeah, I don't think I would feel guilty. Yeah. Um, about it. Yeah. I mean the the Argument could be because I that yeah. I I think this I don't know. I don't know if this I don't know what this says about me, but I think that any that virtually all violent crimes should have some sort of warning or whatever. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I would like to be, things just change, I think, when you have a kid. Like, I would like to be a person who says, hey, you've done your time. Right. You've, hopefully you've, you know. Learned your lesson. Learned your lesson and come to terms with what you've done and you're a better person now. Like, I would like to think that for for. But I so like if somebody, especially harming children. But if there was, I mean, any. And our friend knows exactly. She requested like there's because there's public records. She requested all the information so she knew exactly what the charge is. It wasn't you know. I know there's sometimes it's like sex offender, but it's like a gray area of like you know people were you apart in dating or you know something like that. Like she knew exactly what the charge is, exactly what he did, and was like you know. So she knows. She's like, absolutely not in my house. And then I was thinking, but if there were, you know, like someone that had committed a crime that was violent against women, like I wouldn't let them in our house. What if there was somebody who was a serial home robber person? Right. You would ask them. broke into home, broke into houses. You would kind of want to know before you invite them into your house to scope it out. Right. And then you would have no problem. See your system. Yeah. And then you would have no problem being like, hey, you can't be here. Um, it's just a weird situation, and it's something I would have never thought about. But um, if you haven't looked at the sex offender registry in your neighborhood, it is worth doing just to know because it also tells you, like, okay, where do people, you know, work, and and just so you know, you yeah. know what I mean. It's just always a good thing to um, to be aware of. So we wanted to pass that along. In much brighter, happier news, do you know who Luke Combs is? Singer. Singer, country singer. Okay. Uh, and he has an incredible energy. He's just one of those people who, when you see him in interviews and you see him talking to people and you see him engaging with his fans, he's just in a good mood. He's yeah. just a good guy. You can just tell that he is a good dude. Yeah. Right, mm-hmm. not a cool guy. Not, I mean, I'm sure he's cool. I mean, obviously, he's talented or whatever. But he's just a good dude. He's the dude who he's like Jennifer Garner. Yeah, like just, just salt of the earth, yeah. just a good. Yeah, 
Okay. Like if you were driving down the road and your and your car got two flats and his house was the closest, he would come out and help you change your tires and then invite you in to take a hot shower if it was raining. Yeah. Before you got Just on your way. Just that kind of guy. Without and you would never know who he was. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, that's who Luke Combs is. He finds out he has he's very successful selling out huge arenas. I think he sold out I think he sold out a couple stadiums in Tennessee. Just huge. I don't even know if I know a song of his. Oh, I couldn't tell you a song okay. of his. But he's over the top successful the past few years. And he has a company. I didn't even know these existed, but it makes total sense. There is a company that he, that is employed by his company, by the mm-hmm. business of Luke Combs. Mm-hmm. Not him personally, his company. And their job is to just seek out people who are selling counterfeit Luke Combs things. Of course. So bootleg CDs, right? Mm-hmm. If anybody buys a CD anymore. I don't anymore. think that would be, but like T-shirts that haven't been or collect, authorized. Like collectible or, vinyl. Yeah. You know, vinyl that if, if an artist puts out vinyl or uh, concert merch or just stuff that has his name on it. And they just pepper these or organizations with lawsuits to get them to shut down. Yeah. Because most of Most them, artists do. Right, and but there's a whole firm. So you, so if you're Luke Combs or you're Kenny Chesney or you're Ariana Grande or you're Selena Taylor Gomez Swift or Taylor Swift or, yeah. or whatever, you outsource that, and then this company go probably goes to the concerts to see who's you know I don't know how they do it, but they well Luke Combs finds out that this woman in Florida went to a Luke Combs show, loved it so much, got so many compliments on this handmade tumbler mm-hmm. water thing that uh, she started selling them. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of a collage of ripped up Luke Combs pictures from different you know, concerts and stuff. And then yeah. Luke, Luke Combs ripped up off the cover of an article or whatever, kind of a cool looking thing. And she sold, she sold them for $20 each and she has sold 19 of them on Amazon. Mm-hmm. And she has other Amazon businesses, but she sold 19. This company sued her. No. For two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Oh my gosh! So her Amazon account shut down, and then the assets in the Amazon account totaling fifty five hundred dollars frozen. No, that's so much money. Luke Holmes hears about this, I think, because of a fan outreach that was like, "Hey, is like this is she's not like a big business trying to make." the 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 fans didn't they thought it was Luke Combs personally shutting her down. Yeah. They don't know who it is. Right. It says on behalf of Luke Combs whatever. So he reaches out to her and she says this is what happened. He goes, "All right, I'm going to send you 5500 bucks cuz mm-hmm. who knows how long it's going to take Amazon to resolve it. Here's 5500 bucks and when you get the and I'm going to talk to my lawyers, when you get the money released from Amazon, you don't have to pay me back." So mm-hmm. he essentially gave her 11 grand, mm-hmm. right? Then he said I'm going to talk to my people about you still s- selling those tumblers mm-hmm. because it's that's not who I'm trying to shut down. Right. I'm trying to shut down the person who's importing 15,000 t-shirts from China. Right. Who are one taking money out of my pocket, but two putting my name on a piece of that I didn't crap approve. Yeah. that's that's going to fall apart after two washes, mm-hmm. you know? And he's like, I said I he says I'm really sorry. So you keep selling your tumbler. I'm going to see what I can do to to continue to allow that. In the communication with her, he learns that she has a tremendous amount of medical debt Mm -hmm. and has a heart defect that requires ongoing care. Mm -hmm. So just the headache of dealing with it 
over the past few weeks has taken a physical toll on her and cost her money. Yeah. So you know what he did? He made tumblers that look just like hers. He is selling them on LukeCombs.com for 20 bucks each, and 100% of the money goes to her. Love that. That's so cool. What? Like, how great is that human being? That's super awesome. And you know what I like about that? Common sense. Yeah. Can I tell you about some common sense validation I got yesterday, as long as we're talking about common sense? I had a call with um, a young lady. Her mom set it up who wants to start a podcast. Mm-hmm. She's a teenager. Like, I think she's 15, mm-hmm. maybe 16. Mm-hmm. And she wants to start a podcast about music. And I, one of the first questions I asked her was, do you want to do an audio-only podcast or do you want to do audio-video? Fully expecting her to say that she wants to be on YouTube yeah. as well. Because one, she's 16. And two, because... The, That's what the, the kids big, are doing these days. The big yeah. push is to get... Podcast on YouTube. And she says to me, uh, no, I think I want to do audio only because isn't that the point of podcasts? Being able to listen to it without having to be looking at a screen? Were you like, thank you? I was. <laughs> because that's common sense. Right. Right. That's common sense. I have to make this some sort of, pro- I have to like, LinkedIn or something about this because somebody just posted, shared a survey that said for the first time ever, more people have watched a podcast on YouTube in the past 30 days than listened to one without video. And that's Man, the YouTube marketing team is just working real hard. There are two kinds of like categories of people um, that overlap kind of in a Venn diagram that I can think of in my head. One of them is the person that loves to cook, right? Caraway has something for everybody. So there's the person that loves to cook, right? And then in the other circle, you have people that like to be prepared and like to prepare their week ahead. So even if they're not cooking, they like to store and make sure their food is in their fridge for the week. Well, Caraway products are absolutely gorgeous. They have these amazing modern colors. Their storage food prep set is so beautiful. Um, that's something that I would love because I already own the Caraway pots and pans in this beautiful cream color. The holidays are closer than ever, so make sure you order by December 15th to get their gift or yours underneath the tree in time. Caraway Homes non-toxic kitchenware features a chemical-free ceramic coating so food can be prepared with peace of mind that no hard-to-pronounce chemicals will get into your healthy ingredients. It's also so easy to, easy to clean. I use my pans every single day. So does Jeff. I use mine to make my morning eggs, and it's really easy to clean off because of that amazing ceramic coating. Visit carewayhome.com slash upside10 to take advantage of this limited time offer for up to 20% off your next purchase. This deal is exclusive for our listeners and won't last long, so visit carewayhome.com slash upside10 to get new kitchenware before the holidays. Caraway, non-toxic cookware made modern. How great would it be to go back in time to when you got your very first paycheck? and know exactly what to do with that, how much gets spent on fun stuff, how much goes in the bank for short-term emergency fund savings, and how much gets invested for your future. If you are getting your very first paycheck this summer, you've got an opportunity to jumpstart an amazing, healthy financial journey. And parents, you can help your kids with this. 
When you sign up for Chime and link a qualifying direct deposit, you get access to benefits like getting paid up to two days early and fee-free overdraft up to $200. And with Chime, there are no monthly fees, no minimum balance requirements, and no deposit required to become a member. Sign up for your Chime checking account today to link your paycheck. It only takes about two minutes. doesn't affect your credit score. So you get started right now at Chime.com slash upside. That's Chime.com slash upside. Chime is a financial technology company, not a bank. Banking services and debit card provided by Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. Members FDIC. Early access to direct deposit funds depends on payer. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits do apply. See Chime.com slash spot me, S-P-O-T-M-E. You don't have to know a ton about makeup to be into Thrive Cosmetics. And that's what I love the most about it. It is easy, straightforward makeup. Now, whether you prefer something a little fancier this holiday season, like a smoky eye or a frosted glam, or you're just like me and you are like, let's get it on with the eyeliner and throw on some lip gloss or some lipstick, um, Thrive Market has something for you. You've probably seen their viral turquoise tubes all over your social media, like their best-selling brilliant eye brightener and award-winning tubing mascara. Thrive Cosmetics is certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, and it's made with clean skin-loving ingredients. Now, if you are going to a holiday party this season, I know there are a lot of like favorite things parties. Thrive would be a great gift for the favorite things party or for a white elephant. I always like to give things for the holiday season that people are actually going to use because if I'm going to spend my money, I want someone to get use out of it, right? Also, when we gift Thrive Cosmetics, it helps Thrive Cosmetics give back all year long for every Every product that we purchase, Thrive Cosmetics donates to products and funds to help communities thrive. Right now, you can save extra on pre-made sets that include best-selling products like the Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara, the Infinity Proof Eyeliner, and their Luminous Bright Eye Brightener, which is my favorite. It is a lazy girl's best friend because all you have to do, it's like this little creamy stick and you put a little dot. Um, on like the corner of each eye right near your nose and it makes you look awake and amazing and takes so little effort. Give the gift of Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash upside. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S.com slash upside for 20% off your first order. Jeff Dollar, I think I have found your dream job. Okay. <laughs> well, I was just trying to... And it's to, not what you're doing right now. Well, no, I was just trying to think of... I, would de- I definitely would be near, living near water. Am I renting jet skis to no, people? No, it's not that kind of job. It's the use your creative brain, do what you want job. And there's a woman named uh, Stacy Taffet. She's the senior vice president of brand marketing for Frito-Lay. And her entire job is to come up with ways to incorporate Doritos into cool, weird things for people that are fans of Doritos. So I was reading this article yesterday about how Doritos' latest um, like uh, collaboration is with an alcohol brand okay. to make a Doritos cheesy, like the cheesy Doritos, um, like into an alcohol. Okay. Which is just really funny. 
And her job, she's done stuff with Taco Bell, with Stranger Things, with all of this stuff. Her job is to come up with the weirdest possible marketing promotions to get people to say, oh my gosh, wow, that's so cool. And almost none of them make sense. Like Taco Bell kind of makes sense, you know, the Doritos collaboration. But that is like your dream job. You get paid to put the weirdest ideas out there possible and should be the guy that shows up to the meeting that goes, why don't we make a nacho cheese liquor? But I want, that's a gimmick for publicity, which I think is great and has its own place. You don't seem nearly as enthusiastic about this as I thought you were going to be because I thought you were going to, your Jeff's dream job is to come up with really creative ideas and not have people tell him no. Right, I that yes, but I want them to have a result. And I understand that publicity and promotion is a result. Mm-hmm. And I do know that there will be people who like buy this booze Dorito booze Mm -hmm. as a gimmick kind of joke thing, Mm -hmm. right? But I want to come up with, I like coming up with partnerships and synergies, Mm -hmm. to use a corporate term. I like coming up with the things that work really, really well together. Yeah. We had a call with somebody who might be a long-term partner and it was, I came off that call almost feeling high. Yeah. Because... She was so excited about the ideas I was sharing. She was sharing ideas back. It was just great. Okay, well, forget I said that. But, uh, yeah, if you wanted to know, there is a new Doritos nacho cheese flavor. Um, It doesn't even say what it is. It's an alcohol. It's a vodka. Is it? Yep. Correct. All right, here are your three random things for today. Yesterday we were talking about how you can tip your delivery drivers using like a QR code or something, Mm -hmm. uh, it's actually a thing. You can say to your... A-L-E-X-A. Your Amazon device uh, that um, you want to thank your delivery driver and Amazon will bonus that delivery driver $5. You can also type it into your Amazon search bar. Thank my driver Yep. And it'll do it for you. I did that actually right before we turned the microphones on. Really? Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, drivers can be thanked multiple times, but they only get one $5 tip per delivery. And Amazon is going to give out $2 million of these, which is $10 million worth of tips. So it doesn't cost you anything. Yeah. So let do Je- it. Let Jeff Bezos pick up the tab. And yeah. I will be doing that, by the way, just totally. on principle that it's a nice thing to do for someone. But also, yes, Amazon, you should be tipping your drivers. Right. The second random thing for today is there is a list of topics from the Huffington Post on how uh, on what topics therapists deal with most this time of year. So if you feel alone about what you're talking in therapy, you're probably not alone. Um, here are some of the topics that are very popular. Not feeling like you're living up to your loved one's expectations or your own. A general desire to set an uncertain intention for the end of the year. Loneliness, isolation, overcommitment issues, yes on that one. Uh, problems with family members, tough feelings about being single, and grief. Um, and if you are feeling any kind of way about that, I would tell you to go follow Sit With Wit on Instagram um, or her podcast, Calling Home, because she talks about all of these things. The Grinchiest Cities in the U.S., this holiday season. That's what your a second. Great list. That's your second random thing. Uh, number one, San Antonio, Texas. Really? Yep. Number two. Did ja- they say how they're picking what the grouchiest is? Jacksonville, Florida. What? what? The, why are you mad? You get in the sunshine all the time. There's, there's a, the beach. 
There's no reason to be mad. Uh, number three on the list, San Diego. What? Like, no. Beach people, come on. Uh, number four, Oklahoma City. Number five, Louisville, Kentucky. Those are the Grinchiest cities. Number nine, noteworthy on the list, number nine, New York, New York. I was about to say New York. <laughs> the jolliest cities, okay? Okay. Minneapolis, number one. Well, that's because they have a lot of- Minneapolis. You can't even say the name of the city without smiling. Well, that and the Target headquarters is there, so. Hartford, Connecticut. Riverside, California. Never heard of it. Atlanta, Georgia. No way. And Pittsburgh. We are Grinchy down here. I almost wonder if these are swapped. Hmm. Here, well, here's what they said. Um, they rated the cities on everything from the number of holiday events and festivals to the number of holiday markets to the number of homeless shelters. Uh, Oklahoma City, Phoenix, Houston, Memphis, and Las Vegas have the fewest holiday events and festivals, which is shocking because to me, Las Vegas is just should just be a city of, of Christmas. Yeah. Christmas concerts, Christmas events, Christmas Agreed. buffets, Christmas whatever. Um, and the cities that hold the most holiday events are Riverside, California, Buffalo, New York, Baltimore, Richmond, Buffalo, New York. I didn't know people were going outside in Buffalo <laughs> this time of year. <laughs> and those are your three random things. You are strong, you are brave, you kind, and you always belong here.